بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم Welcome you to this fifth edition of the Ramadan Tafakkur program with myself and colleagues Hafid Ahmed and Maulana Zakaria Haneke. Let me just get him in here as well. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? say salam alaikum. Say salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa live? Yes, we live. You didn't even tell me we live. Who do you think I'm talking to? Salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Salam No phones tonight, guys. Kassam, you saw, you saw like children. Um, we are, inshallah, <laughs> going to be discussing um, Jews 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Three nights? 10 and 11 and 12. No, 19 and 11. 19 and 11. I think so. Yeah, yeah. You're right. No. Close to the mic. Tonight's 11th night, isn't it? No. Ah, there's my friend Siraj Brewer. This is my running coach. Salam, Siraj. Mullah Irshad eats lots of Gatsby's in Ramadan. He knows I use this, this fuel when I go run. Oh, okay. <laughs> and not in Ramadan, yes. I don't lie. Like um, the nights of Ramadan? No. Sorry, 10, 11, and 12. No. We travelled the 13th just No, now. it's not about what you travelled. We didn't no, cover listen. 9 yet. We stopped okay. 7 and 8 as okay, the last okay, discussion. Okay, so okay, 9, Bismillah. 10, and 11. Okay, first tell us what, is, what, can we found, what can be found in these... The night is the 11th night of Ramadan, isn't it? Yes. No. No, it's the 12th night. Yes, yeah, so we're supposed to be back 12. We didn't do 9 yet. Why do you still want to okay. think about it further? Then you can do 19, 11, and 12. Yo. Okay. Bismillah. We hardly get through much <laughs> of the two. <laughs> okay, Bismillah. Whatever. Okay, tell us what we can find in the Mawlana uh, Salim. There's nine. Um, is the end of Suratul A'raf, the beginning of Suratul Anfa'al, uh, that's choose nine, and then choose ten, is the end of Anfa'al and Suratul Tawbah, um, probably like one of the heaviest surahs, or one of the heaviest surahs of the Quran in terms of content, um, and then choose eleven takes us into Surah Yunus, uh, named such after the, the Nabiullah Yunus alayhi salam, uh, and speaking about quite a bit of the stories of the Anbiya. Uh, in Surah Tawbah is the idea of the battles, uh, the Prophet ﷺ being instructed now to fight clearly against the, the disbelievers, uh, uh, being instructed to be harsh towards the, the Munafiqun and and the you know those the rejectors of Islam. Um, many, many a verse that needs to be understood in its context. Um uh, and before that was Surah Al-Anfal, which was the the spoils of war, which deals as well with the the battles. It's not my phone. The battles, the Battle of Badr. Um, and with the Battle of Badr, uh, Jai Ahmad is going to give us quite a bit of information tonight, inshallah. Your, your uh, light is on <coughs> on your phone. I hope it dies. <laughs> Why? It can just go off also. <laughs> I mean that. Go off, dies. No, I mean the phone. Like the battery dies to the phone so that you don't pita with it while we're on. That's really important things while I can give you a charge afterwards. Inshallah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, right. I think let's go to the recitation. Inshallah. Bismillah. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. 
ഇന്നമൽമുഹിനൂനല്ലീനുലോഹുജിലത്കുലൂബുഹും ഹിമിനീം ഹൂലുബൈനൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂലൂ
عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِمَا عَنِتُّمْ حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا فَقُلْ حَسْبِيَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْ وهو رب العرش العظيم صدق الله العظيم صدق الله العظيم سبحان الله just feel like I want to sleep now actually سكينة سكينة قومي من Okay, Bismillah. Uh, we are discussing Jews 9, 10, 11, and 12. Okay, 9, 11. Our viewers. No, Salim. Oh. I don't, there must always be somebody that's going to pick over the mic. <laughs> I am sitting absolutely still here. I just want to pick the mic, alhamdulillah. Well, Salim, it's stressful to sit here next to me like Rishan. Yeah, you about his mics. He's so afraid my phone now before this because it was like making a bit of disturbance on the mic and stuff. So, you know. Okay, and for the viewers there, uh, those joining us, inshallah, if you have questions or specific verses that you'd like us to cover, you're more than welcome to... Uh, forward that inshallah in the comment section below. Um, Naam. Anana, what is the first verse that you recited? Uh, Surah Al Anfal, verse number two. Innama al Mu'minuna. Ya Rabb. Or rather, firstly, the, the, the first thing that stands out is that Innama <laughs> Allah says only. Like strictly mm. Al-Mu'minun. Like, like a classification. Like a super classification. Like a classification. If, if For restriction. Yeah. If, it, if this doesn't happen to you, then you know you, you you really need to check, or we really need to check the level and the quality of our iman. Mm. Allah says that the believers are those people who, Allah, when Allah's name is mentioned, wajilat that their hearts shake and shudder. Uh, I liken it to unafial. You know, you get that that moment, or somebody tells you something, you just get that that shiver that just like drives through your entire body, man, and you mm. can't like really explain it. And if it really has an effect on you, then you will see that the hairs on your hand or will stand up, man. And that is sort of what we can understand over here. Mm. Also, a quality of only the true believers, when the verses of the Quran are recited to them, it increases them in faith. Mm. Uh, There's something interesting on that. Before we go on to the next verse, I was once reading about uh, the issue of having non-Arabic speech in a khutbah. And I don't want to get into it. I mean, you know, there's there might be some difference of opinion on the issue and stuff like that. But um, some of the stricter views, I think in the Shafi school as well, generally you don't have non-Arabic in the khutbah. And the, the khutbah is there for like, I will see a bit taqwa, I mean, reminding people about Allah and stuff like that. And so the scholars say that even if it's not, even if the people don't understand the whole khutbah, but they'll understand that there's a reminder being given about Allah. Mm. And so, you know, just thinking about that ruling and that thought pattern of the scholars, even if you don't understand the Quran, mm. but you just hear the name of Allah, 
that can still shake you. Mm. Yeah, Rob. Just, just you know, thinking about Allah and thinking about the perfection of Allah, the qualities of Allah, the fact that everything is controlled by Allah. You know, mm. Allah, 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 Allah is like the source of reality and everything. And so, it's just profound for me. But That's still, cool. but still, go learn the Arabic no, no, language. Yeah, definitely. I'm not. I'm not promoting not learning the Arabic yeah, language. Yeah, no. I mean, you it's will really appreciate it so much more. In fact, to truly get to know Allah, as He tells us about Himself, you have to actually have access to the Arabic <coughs> language somewhat. Uh, if if you want to get it directly, otherwise you will remain dependent on other people to, you know, um, to make that accessible to you. But, but just the idea man, that nobody is deprived. <laughs> Sorry, man. I never yet saw a man so bummed to cough it. My bro, cough, 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 even cough, 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 cough. Even no, cough, cough, I'm, cough, I'm cough, more, cough. I'm more worried. What is all the issue checking now? All the disturbances are really now. Isn't there a mute button on the mic? Yeah, there is, but I've got control of it. Check it. Yes, sir. Let's go to point. Yeah, sorry, man. And I didn't want to cough because making such a profound point. No, no. So, 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 so. Yeah, sure. That's the reason. No, just, just a repeat point, man. That even. Even nobody's deprived. No. Even if the only thing that you understand when the Quran is being recited is the word Allah, um, it can have sufficient effect oh, that it shakes I mean, your heart. Even without the words, the fact that you know you're listening to Allah talking. Yeah. No, but I'm, 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 I'm listening I'm saying, to God talking I'm to me. I'm saying right in relation to that uh, specific verse, Allah says, uh, when Allah's mentioned mm, that, they shake that their heart's tremor. Mm. So just that, just that hearing the name of Allah and, you know, Thinking about it and, and and thinking about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, it can have a very profound effect, uh, you know, impact on you. One day mm. I was listening to some like old Chechen ladies making zikr, and it just like hit me, man. Like, oh, Subhanallah, yeah, this is why the world still exists. Mm. There's people saying the name of Allah. Yeah, but no, it's it's a, it's an important fact that when people listen to Quran, that they that they must realize, look here, this is God speaking, man. Yeah, like we shouldn't play Quran as background music in the car. I'm not saying it's wrong, but if if one only treats the Quran like that, you know, always mm. in the background, just randomly playing, but mm. life goes on around it, then it's like you can just act normal while God is speaking, you know, to you. A few verses mm. before that says Allah wa idha al Quran, When the Quran is being recited, no. then listen to it and be quiet. Two separate instructions, man. So every always ish they bachaling shh you can't talk now it's the it's uh, by the either by the nikah or whatever you know mm. the, that opening qiraa then everybody's like quiet but are we quiet and are we listening you know it's two separate instructions yeah like, be quiet and listen mm. so not that just listen you can be listen attentively mm. it's not just mm. isma'u you know it's listen attentively so listening listening attentively is not like it's like active carrying it mm. you know I'm carrying on while okay the Quran so, is playing so, so mm. yes. And and uh, just while we are sort of on the topic, I think it's important that everyone, especially those who've studied Arabic and know a bit of Arabic, do not, well, not do not always, but to sometimes sit and just listen to Qira'ah without reciting it. Just listen to it. Even the Prophet was commanded yeah. that Sahaba must recite to him, Ubay ibn Ka'ab, for example. And he was just happy that Allah mentioned his name, you know what I mean? But the Prophet listened to the Sahaba reciting mm. and he listened to Jibreel reciting mm. because that has a different impact than to just um, to just recite to yourself, recite yourself. Mm. but over and above that, like obviously listening with understanding is on another level. Mm. Like, it just I don't know, that's something else. Mm. I don't think the world can offer you something similar in terms of experience. 
If there's one wish that I can I, I can say that we all share now is that everybody that like listens to this man, please we make dua that Allah grants you an opportunity, that Allah opens up your road, that Allah Amen. makes it accessible for you to be able to go study and, and understand Arabic man. Because the Quran will really blow your mind and it will change your life, inshallah. Learning mm. Arabic and knowing Arabic is not for scholars. Mm. Everybody should know Arabic. Everybody should know Arabic. True. And, and you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions twice in the Quran. Um, Allah says first, we made it in Arabic Quran. So it's like it's not, it's not even just it was a default, it was a this. Allah chose specifically man, mm. for this to be in Arabic Quran. Man. Yeah. And also then Allah says, uh, and we sent it down in Arabic Quran Specifically putting that emphasis of this Arabic language Connecting it with the Quran I mean, Somebody said that that's because it's, it's, it's like It was sent primarily to Arabic speaking people And no. that's why it was in, in Quran So that they could understand it as the primary recipients But also the, you know, the Arabic language has a vividness to it mm. It's picturesque. It's picturesque. And, and, and I mean that very literally. Like mm. Words have roots. Those mm. roots have images attached mm. to them. Yeah, like, uh, here's one example. Al-Qari'atum al-Qari'ah. Qara'ah. As violent as it sounds, it, it's, it means the knocking. Pa-waqazahu Musa faqada'a alayhi. Yeah, yeah. Zalzala. Inna zalzalata al-sa'ah. Wal-adiyati tabahan fal-muriyati qadahan. You can like hear the, the, the galloping of the horses in the verses. Indeed. Yeah, they but, call that. Hey, what do they call onomatopoeia? It? I was gonna check, just checking if we still remember your English. I'm gonna must have gone to a good high school, no? <laughs> we went to the same high school. He's yeah. praising himself. It seems like he's praising <laughs> me, praising, but he's actually I'm, praising I'm praising English teachers. How can I be praising myself? <laughs> okay, look, um, yeah, yeah, but look, wallahi, no? okay, unfortunately, or fortunately, three of the four of us are like considered molanas, right. So people will think like, yeah, but you guys can say that because you, you're Molanas, you know, you, you, you studied Arabic. Uh, Hafid Ahmad is a Hafid. He didn't complete an Alim course. He understands the Quran. And there are hundreds others like him, maybe even not even Hafid, but they also understand the Quran. And uh, the point is like, people think, even I thought before I studied, I thought like, but only ulama can like do that, man. And when I heard this, this course, this two-year mm. course in which you can understand Quran, for me, it was like, I didn't know that's possible, you know? Mm. Mm. Because you don't think it's possible to learn a language in a year, to understand a whole book in that language mm. in one year. You don't. It, it, it sounds yeah. impossible. Well, you don't. You don't. Uh, you know, reach the depths of it. There's a lot more. Yeah, yeah of a, course, of course. But, but you, you can get, get a, something. You can get a yeah, foothold. Yeah. You get something, even just the the literal meanings of the words. Even you know, mm. in that it's benefit. So yeah, listen to the Quran. Um, learn to understand the Quran. Listen to durus on the Quran as well. Don't just read translation. Like go deep into some verses. Tafakkur, tadabbur. It's also mm. important. Like I would say, like to you know, to, to our students at Mizan and stuff like that. I was able to like understand mm. the translation of large parts of the Quran even after that first year. Mm. But still coming on, I mean, how many years ago was that? Maybe 10, 11 years ago. Mm. But um now I'm actually getting a, a greater appreciation through reading. Yeah, yeah. More of stuff course, I see of course, that have always. more depth. And, Every time you and go even, over it. E- even just even those that focus just on the language. Mm. So um, it's, a, it's, a journey, it's a lifetime journey. Now, look here, madrasas need to start introducing Arabic grammar to the syllabus basic, but enables the students to take it further. I absolutely agree Definitely. with this. Why do we now have Not a, madrasas. I say we need to develop schooling. Yeah, no, but, but look at the, the level that we place the Quran at, man. 
right? Yeah. No one will be satisfied if the children are in madrasa, <coughs> but they're not learning alif, la, alif ba, ta, tha, and, and to read, you know, surah and then Quran. Mm. No one will be satisfied. You will take your child out of the madrasa, mm. but you'll be satisfied that they don't understand the Quran or anything of the Quran when they come out of the madrasa. Mm. You understand? How does that make sense, man? When the Quran tells us that it is, first and foremost, a book of guidance, not yeah. a book of bacha. Bachang is important. We mm. all know that. I'm mm. not going to carry on about that. But we almost come in, in our system that we live in, in this sort of Muslim minority, Western country, etc., non-Muslim country. And I'm sure it's the same in other uh, non-Muslim countries as well. But we're satisfied with being able to read Quran, bacha Quran, and that's enough. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily a thing about satisfaction, man. Like we have to appreciate that there's a historical context to us being here. No, but mm. it is a sense of satisfaction in no, the no. sense of, of like you're not seeking to go further yeah, beyond yeah, okay, that. I can agree. It, it may become complacent. But, but I, don't, I don't think it, it, it's so much as satisfaction as it is like more unawareness, man. Because mm. just look at... No, <coughs> if you're reading a book and you can read the words, but you can't understand what it says, how can you be unaware no, that no, you no, don't no, understand no, it? I'm not saying that. I'm saying unawareness. You didn't let me Unawareness. Unawareness of the you oh, let you make your point you, now. I Unawareness of the fact that they can go further, man. Mm. Because Madrasa for the predominant last maybe twenty years predominantly it was just you go there, you learn to bacha, you learn your couplets, your Islamic studies, you can make your salah and then you move on. Mm. That hasn't really had an element of kids can sit and learn to understand the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not that we started to settle for less. It's that um, you know, that level because I remember not even too long back, uh people who it would only be those scholars that went to go study and then they came back here to Cape Town. And now what I'm saying is, man, we have to understand that there's a historical context to all of that happening. Like obviously, there's priorities. Some scholars may have looked at it and said, look, a priority is that we must give our children enough to be able to practice their deen. No. Right? Um, and then, you know, they can further that learning. So I, I'm just saying, let's not look down on what came before but True. we can always learn and we can always improve and we can mm. always and, no, I think, and I think in without having to critique the past yeah. I'm just saying in our current statement yeah. there's no excuse any longer and, and there were many excuses and I think before I also believe that it becomes increasingly important for people to actually learn uh, the Arabic language mm. learn to understand the Quran and take the Quran as a world view shaping text oh that that the quran um, will do its job yeah you just need to study it yeah. don't, don't worry about how to no, take it and the it reason will get through the reason you. for that is nowadays it's not that the attacks on our faith is not simply via is not simply via you know getting you away from doing actions but there's actually specious and fallacious arguments being presented against faith itself that the quran will remedy check yeah it's 5 to 11. You can't use words like specious and fallacious, my bro. Nobody's going okay, like, to be like the arg Arguments that seem sound in their reasoning, but it's actually, as a, it's it's actually a a it has an error in it some women. So <laughs> it becomes increasingly important. As a dumb argument. It's a yeah. dumb argument that looks quiet. Yeah, mm. that looks quiet. Yeah. Yeah, here's, a, here's a point to add. Uh, the idea of madrasa and going to madrasa and... Perhaps the the opposite that we might find of uh, somebody that is uh, attracted to Dean but takes it from very very influential scholars sitting behind their own computer and just you know different YouTube clips. Man, the 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 difference that you will find is that if you attend any course, any madrasa course, there's an idea of continuity, man. So they will take you through a particular journey with the Quran from a point to a point, man. If you're going to have this desire to learn Arabic but there's mm. no commitment to go sit in a class, 
you're going to find yourself on the internet and browsing here and checking out the clip here and hear what this sheikh says and that sheikh says and so forth and so on, which is all very, very quiet and, and you will definitely benefit. <coughs> but those clips are all going to be like, you know, uh, independent from one another. There's context that comes with it and so on. And, you know, a lot of things can be understood in the wrong and incorrect context, man. So uh, learning Arabic, of course, has its proper place. And the proper place for that is not... You know, just from scrolling through different YouTube clips yeah. and watching yeah, here and there that, and there. That, that has big uh, problems. I mean, that, uh, that can pose potential problems mm. as well, that people get some information, mm. but they don't have that that information couched in a proper methodology. There you go. Mm. And then they think... It's not systematic. Yeah, it's, not syst- it's not systematic. And, and that then, is what then the what course affords you, man. Yeah, and then people, you know, it appears to them because of having that maybe lots of information, mm that they don't have systematically. Mm. They don't actually know what they don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And so they think they're qualified to do things that they're not actually mm. qualified mm. to do. Mm. Mm. It, beca- it becomes very problematic. Yeah, because, I mean, you know how the dean works. You can't look at it atomistically, man. Yeah. Atomistically. Like, you can't make it into atoms. Mm. So you can't take one sticky, one verse, one hadith, mm. and then say, oh, no, but this hadith, yeah, you know, it says the opposite of what we in our madhab is doing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on top of it, yeah, this person who, who wrote the book said it's authentic. So how can you go contrary to mm-hmm. the hadith? That's a common example. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a very common example. There so may be 10 other authentic hadiths also mean, that guide the like, action. Like brother, you know, you read one book, one page. Like, do you know how many hadith exist on that topic yeah, which no. are authentic? Do you think that you know about that hadith and the scholars that you refer to, like Imam Shafi'i, Abu Hanifa, Malik, Ahmad? No, they didn't know mm. because you have Google and they didn't, right? You know, I mean, it's, it's absurd thinking. I was just thinking, I was actually talking to someone last night about this topic. So they were saying they, they went to a certain institute and, you know, they were learning about things and then... Um, uh, the the guy says, you know, comes to his wife and he says that, you know, we have to like, we mustn't just take everything. Like we, we must also assess whether it's correct or not. Like the scholar tells me, we must assess whether it's correct, like from our own perspective, not that we have to ask another scholar. So I thought to myself, you know what? Yeah. So I told the person, you know, to do that, you have to have a broad coverage of, uh, you know, of the sources and how the sources work and interplay and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? Last year Ramadan with Malata, we read like 20,000 hadith. Like, and that was just in one month, like literally 20,000 hadith. And even after that, I think to myself, you know, oh, this reaffirms in my mind that I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but then other people like, they didn't read even 10 hadith maybe in their life. Mm. Like maybe they just read a translation of it. Yeah. Then they're like, no, 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 we can assist the source. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Look, on, uh, we must also be fair, right? Mm. We, we, Allah did give us an aql. Yeah. And if you hear something and you got no knowledge, you hear something and it seems like Something that just sounds weird. Maybe you didn't hear about it before. Maybe you you just find it to be strange or something like that. We're not just saying blindly accept it because you're not a scholar. But don't just assume that you have the tools to deal with it yourself. Man. Ask like, a scholar. Exactly, exactly. Go and ask a scholar. You can maybe start out with internet searches and stuff like that. I mean, who can blame you? It's right there. But don't rely on that. You can maybe read a book and see the opinion and whatever. But again, don't rely on that because you don't know what else exists out there. man. Mm-hmm. It's just like... You may do a, a medical search about something that you have, like you check your symptoms and stuff. I do this sometimes if my daughter's ill or my family members especially. But I'm not going to rely on that. I've got so many doctor friends. I just call them up and like, uh, Doc, mm. how are you doing? What this is the... Because at the end of the day, I want to know that's normal. I'm a human, mm. right? But at the same time, I need to be mature enough to know what I don't know. Mm. You understand? Because I could be looking at old information, it's been invalidated, it's been proven wrong, it's an unreliable website, etc., etc. I can be looking at 
the information from a scholar that's only looking at it from one perspective. Yeah. Even that. So you're on a source that is fairly uh, mm. you know, reliable. Can we give them a practical example, man? Somebody comes to you, and this is a very common one. They say, yeah, why do the Shafis say that uh, touching a woman, you know, can break your, break your do when... <laughs> you know, I'm did, laughing. Because it's that example. That was the exact yeah, example it's, it's the person one. was talking it's to me about. <laughs> you see, I told you, finish it, finish it, I got two years of experience over you. <laughs> 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 so, so what happens is, <laughs> I'm just joking now. Um, this person finds a hadith and it says that the Prophet ﷺ kissed one of his wives and he went out and he performed salah and he didn't make wudu. And the wife is saying that Aisha radiallahu anha and the hadith appears authentic because he sees that, you know, it comes from an authentic source. So the person says it's authentic. So he comes to, you know, to the conclusion, ah, you see the Shafi Madhab is wrong. This is actually right. You know, your, mm. your wife can't break and he just carries on. Assuming that 1400 years of the legacy that is the Shafi Madhab and not Imam Shafi's works alone, right, is all ignorant and he knows better in 2020, you know, because 2021. He heard, because, he because he heard one hadith and, and it said that it's authentic. So let's start from the beginning. Where did this person go wrong, Zakaria? Firstly, he didn't, a hadith is comprised of the text that, uh, you know, the information, but it's also comprised of a chain of narrators. Mm. And in that specific example, there's two problematic uh, narrators in that chain. And so the, some scholars may think it to be authentic, Whereas other scholars may say, look, from our perspective, there's an, there's an issue in the chain of narration. Mm. Therefore, it's not authentic. Mm. According since, to us. Yeah, according to us. And since it's not authentic according to us, we can't rely on it to create law. And so we have to go with the norm. Mm. That's the Quran ayah that says that, you know, if you touch a female, the word, little word is nisa, mm. which can have different meanings in and of itself. Right? Imam Shafi read the Kira'ah, mm. from Ibn Kathir, isn't it? No. Yeah, it's the revival Ibn Kathir. And therefore, Imam Shafi says, we go back to the norm. The norm is even if you touch a female, it breaks your do. No exception. No. Uh, except obviously for your maharim, and there's a reason for that as well. Um, and and that's, that is no desire. There's yeah. no, or, or not, not that there's no desire, but it's not like when you touch your sister, it's not someone that you would normally mm. have desire for. No. Look, just, Whereas just for your wife, by nature of a being your wife, mm. you should have desire for. Mm. No. You know what I mean? So, but just take a step back, right? So, so this person picked up the hadith and found that somebody said it's authentic. Mm. But did you know that not all a hadith are agreed upon? So, yes, somebody said it's authentic. In fact, some very prominent scholars regard it as authentic. But then others, like Imam Bukhari, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Tirmidhi, they regard it as weak, as Mullah Zakaria pointed out. So, they already, you know, you are unable to know that. That you have this yeah. this science that actually determines what's authentic and what isn't, and that there can be differences of opinion, and why there are differences of opinion about certain chains. Yeah. So even there, you you went wrong. Then a step further is like, uh, did you assume that the madhab maybe didn't know about the hadith at all? Mm. So go and find it. You know, the madhab actually knows yeah, about I mean, the hadith like and other hadith on the topic as 1400 well. Fourteen hundred years of scholarship don't know about it, but you know me. Yeah, yeah. Who picked up the book at Savant's Creations? No offense to Savant's Creations. <laughs> okay, Top Boutique or wherever else they sell books, right? I know, right? And then uh, the Shafi mother doesn't only deal with that one hadith. Did you know there's another one where the Prophet moved Sayyidah Aisha's leg out of the way? And then there's another one where she touched the bottoms of his feet while he was in Ruku, uh, sorry, in Sujood. So, you know, then you need answers for those as well. And there are answers. But the, the point is not the issue. The point is just methodology. Limit. Yeah. yeah. Knowing limitations. Naam. Rahim Allahum Ra'an. Arafa haddahu May Allah have mercy on a person that knows his limit and he stops at that particular point.
No. Which is why myself and Sheikh Ahmad are quite quiet in the discussion. <laughs> and we're looking at the, no, the no, more no, no, fiqih-orientated no. scholars, the fiqih-orientated scholars. My name is in fiqih and his name is in oh. fiqih. Oh. <laughs> oh, My brother's fiqih. We're going to have a program with him soon. <laughs> okay. Um, Next ayah. Now. Bismillah. Answer the call of Allah when they call you to what wait, they do wait, in your wait, life. Wait, 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 man. Before that, of what was we, we just didn't hear from Sheikh Ahmad in a while, no? Can we hear from Sheikh Ahmad? You want to hear from Sheikh Ahmad? We're going to hear from Sheikh Ahmad now. No, I mean, for me so. Sheikh Ahmed, why? What is this like? Uh, uh, ad nah, break this is or an important. This is an important. Yo, we're thing. getting like commercial here. Yeah. yeah, just wait. <laughs> I want to figure out why we can't hear Sheikh Ahmed. Let me just think quickly. Look at what you're saying. Play it, play it, play it. And he can give the live audio of what they're saying. No, man. He can make his lips. Lip sync it. Yeah, he can lip sync it. Okay, let me just ask the viewers quickly could you hear Sheikh Ahmed when I played it? Was it just us that couldn't hear him? Because then I don't mind. Then I can play it. Look, um,. Uh, while you're figuring that out quickly, no? Oh, wait, I know why. I know why, I know why. Ma'af, Sheikh Ahmed. Are you sure? But yes. wait, go, man. But wait, go, wait, go, wait, go. No, man. Now wait first. Now wait, go. No, man. man. We want to see you in the video. Yeah. You look quite... Is this the one with the smoke machines? You know, I wish I could drop the mic, but don't because it's expensive. Mashallah, mashallah. Allah yubarik fiq, may Allah ta'ala increase you. You know, a Hollywood contract or something. No, that is good work of other people, man. Kevin, man, man. 
scriptwriting in Subhanallah. Why are you blushing? Yeah, I was going to say like Turning I didn't purple. I thought I'm only not... Salim can be can be that type of person who can turn <laughs> red despite his complexion. Yeah. Now you know Subhanallah no, there's a there's actually a story behind just that clip man. Before we talk about or even mention anything about what was said in that clip. The reason for that clip like you guys said you know like it, it came across in a certain way man, right? The reason behind that was I spoke to the brother who put that together, right? And um I was telling him that look here man, I have a task for you man. But I'm coming to you because we live in a time where the vehicle of da'wah is developing all the time. And when we busy with the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the kalam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam teaches us, that the 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 bounty of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the virtue of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over all other forms of speech. It's like the virtue of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over his creation. So I was saying that when we're busy with the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything we do about it, around it, because of it, with it, must be on the highest caliber that we possibly can. It must be delivered in the best possible manner that we can. Because we're not busy with anybody's speech. We're busy with the speech of the creator of the heavens and the earth. So, you know, that was the brief towards that towards that clip, man, alone. And, you know, that's the that's essentially the the intention behind this institution of Quran man. subhanallah so um, yeah I thank Mala uh, Irshad for, for bringing it up there and, uh, we, we will talk about it yeah we will talk about it because I like that video man mashallah <laughs> now what you said na, I fully concur we can't we can't Mala Ali Gauda taught me this na. don't come give you a second hand stuff for Dinia man Allah. he told people like when he raises funds for something like people say can we bring this can we, um, what condition is it man like don't bring you know how people like to give all your old kitabs and old clothes and whatever you know, to people when, it, when they literally want to throw it away he said no if you want to give for deen you give your best because wow. it's deen man you know what I mean so spend that buy that more expensive microphone you know what I mean get, a, get a, the, 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 the better internet whatever you need if it's for da'wah for deen you go for it no, it's not always possible for people but no I, mean, I know but that's what we strive for no. that's what we strive for to, to, to give the best your best and your my best, best is most different. Best. You know your what best. I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that, obviously. Inna Allah ta'ala idha amila inna Allah yuhibbu idha amila ibn Adama idha amila ibn Adama amalan ayyutkinahu. Allah loves that when a slave of his does something that he does it with perfection. Let's actually check the authenticity of that. I don't think it's authentic. But the principles. No, no, I know. I'm just saying because we often use it and I mean somebody's going to fang us out on it. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's for fadail. Yeah, but even for Fadail, you must know the authenticity. You can't just come use very weak hadith for Fadail. And people I, overlook this all the but time. But did I say Rasulullah some shit? No, man. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just making a point <laughs> since we brought it up. Because somebody also threw that at me not too long ago. I yeah. think I told you about this incident. Oh, no, it's, it's Fadail. I'm like, dude, there's still conditions. It can't be yeah. very weak. You know, it must be Taht Aslin Amin. There's a number of conditions. Yeah. Anyway. You don't know the authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, post, post broadcast uh, discussions. Discussion, yeah. no, 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 it's important. Seeing that we brought that up with Badr, there's some beautiful verses, like no. directly, super directly related to Badr. Uh, we can mention them, and Ahmad can give us some background, inshallah. Inna Allah katabal ihsana ala kulli shayin. No. That's mm. not one of the verses no, of Badr. That's, that's not just approving my point from authentic narration. Yes, yes, okay. Allah has ordained ihsan excellence in everything. Okay, just tell me something uh, quickly now. Do you feel like a... No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> now your nafs is still quiet. Now, Khair. Tafadhan, man. 
I think وإذ يعدكم الله إحدى الطائفتين الله I love this comment by Sister Tukhida uh, I'm making an analogy of relying on translation of the Quran to a painting of the ocean it can never be the ocean from the painting you won't smell the ocean feel it, hear it and experience it the only way is to go to the actual ocean the pure and go deeper same with the Quran you will have to immerse yourself into the Arabic language nice man so uh, that verse specifically subhanallah you know the the context of the of our whole institution subhanallah i would i would say has you know like a like pivoted of 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 what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in that verse man um come read this verse man before you, before you speak man it's a moy verse man Allah, Allah. The, that two verses actually ya rab a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim وَإِذْ يَعِدُكُمُ اللَّهُ إِحْدَى الطَّائِفَتَيْنِ أَنَّهَا لَكُمْ وَتَوَدُّونَ أَنَّ غَيْرَ ذَاتِ الشَّوْكَةِ تَكُونُ لَكُمْ وَيُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَنْ يُحِقَّ الْحَقِّ Subhanahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions here in this, uh, in this particular verse now, and um, just very quickly in terms of context that uh, the, the believers, they set out um, to intercept the caravan, right? This is after they were, you know, they had to migrate from Makkah, leave behind their belongings, their family, businesses, whatever they had to leave behind, and they, and they migrated. And then um, they got word of a caravan, that was, uh, you know, of the kuffar that were, that they uh, decided, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were going to intercept this particular caravan and then, you know, uh, reclaim certain things that belong to them and also just basically like, you know, um, getting back certain things and so on and so forth. Anyway, so there's this caravan, right? But then at the same time, the kuffar get wind of this and um, they decide, you know what, man? We've had enough of this Muslims. Let's gather an army more than three times their size and we go wipe them out completely. So as they leave to intercept that caravan, we get them and wipe Islam off the face of the earth once and for all. So now the believers set out. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, وَإِذْ يَعِدُكُمُ اللَّهُ إِحْدَى الطَّائِفَتَيْنِ And remember, remember when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised you one of these two groups, man. In other words, victory over one of these two groups, right? Um, uh, Meaning that either you would either get the caravan or you would naam. So meet you would, the other group you, that came to kill you. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna either meet up with the caravan or you're gonna meet up with this particular um, mm. army, right? So now Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, halakum, that this this is gonna be for you. In other words, that you know you're gonna go out, you're gonna get one of these groups, and you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be victorious. What's the translation for that? Like the uh, one that's gonna cause you a cops here. Yeah, you 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 wish. So imagine these two groups, right? The one is the caravan. Who's What's not, a liquor translation? <laughs> then you got yeah. a liquor translation. Yeah. So you these two groups, right? The one is not and and the, and the believers set out because they said, you know what? This caravan isn't heavily guarded, man. 
you know, we can go there, just take our stuff and move, man. We're 313, you know, plus minus, according to the generations, but we're going to go there and we're going to, we're going to, we'll easily be able to get this, get the stuff and then we move. No they didn't have to, you know, no cops here really. But now there's an army of a thousand strong, prepared horses, camels, archers, uh, bows, arrows, swords, everything ready for war, equipped with a purpose to come and wipe out the believers. So now they set out. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here yeah, that they wanted So you obviously wanted to face the group that's going to be less of a corpse here. The blind right? one. Hey? You wanted the unarmed one. You want mm. the unarmed one. You want the, you know, the easier one. The easy battle. Mm. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah, um, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted for the truth to be proven true. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted by his word and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted once and for all to cut off the roots of the believers or the disbelievers right so in other words they now face they think this is an easy victory over the believers but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now sends out and then in the next verse Allah says right in order to establish the truth and to once and all you know um, wipe out falsehood to prove falsehood to be False. Whether or not the, the, the sinners, whether they disliked it or not, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to do this. Now the first lesson here, and I said like this is like being a pivotal point of most of the decisions of our institution, was that here the believers set out to do one thing, but Allah presented them with another thing. Right? So they set out, they're going to intercept the caravan, but now they are presented with the fact that they must go to war. But now when you face such a decision like this, often as, as believers, we often say, nah, but I, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't come here for this. But you don't know what you came there for because you only came there for what Allah presents you with throughout your entire life. And wallahi, thumma wallahi, if anyone had the right to say, nah, we didn't come here for this, then it was the people that faced Badr mm. because they went out to just fetch the caravan. Their own stuff. Their the own stuff. They're going to go and take back their own stuff. And now they must go to war, ill-equipped. No, no armor. There was, a, I think, how much? Three horses or four horses at most. Not even much. Um, few camels, few swords. Um, and, you know, like Mala'i Shad was saying the other night, sticks and pitchforks and whatever they could grip because they're going to go fight now. I said that? Yeah, you mm. said, like, just picture that in your mind. Oh. Like, sticks and pitchforks and whatever. But just think, like, how They, they didn't go to war, man. I know. They just so went to fetch their stuff. They went to fetch their stuff. And, and, and now they find out, look, here we're going to war. So my point is that if anybody had the right to say, look here, we didn't, we didn't sign up for this or we didn't prepare for this or look here, we're not, we, we can't step up to this because we're actually just going to go fetch our caravan and go. Then it was these companions of Badr, but rather they stepped up, man. And they took what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in front of them and they accepted the challenge and they moved forward, man. Now the reason I'm saying this was initially we never set out to have a hived institution uh, on its own. The original mission behind, the original mission behind uh, the institution was to actually impact the way Hivd is happening in Cape Town. Because when this started, myself and uh, Hafid Imran, who's currently the principal at the madrasa, we were doing lunch ourselves, man. And I remember, I can still picture it as clear as day. This one uh, kid was sitting, and we were speaking about learning the Arabic language and at least having a surface level understanding. A surface level understanding, even of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, would impact a situation like this. So he's reading the verse, right? And uh, the verse he's reciting is um, uh, with regards to um, 
eludes me at this moment, man. Um, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the, the, how the um, how the fire will um, تَلْفَحُ وُجُوهَهُمُ النَّارُ وَهُمْ فِيهَا كَالِحُونَ So this is a hectic verse. تَلْفَحُ وُجُوهَهُمُ النَّارُ وَهُمْ فِيهَا كَالِحُونَ This verse says that it's, it's giving us imagery about what will happen in Jahannam. And it says that the fire will melt their faces. وَهُمْ فِيهَا كَالِحُونَ And they will be in the fire grinning. So I was reading up around the, the tafsir around that man. What does it mean they're going to be grinning? Because that's almost like having a smile. But that is if your if your face is exposed completely to the to your bone, then the then it, it, it appears as if there's a grin on your face. There's nothing covering your teeth. But that's as a result yeah. of nothing covering your covering your teeth. This is like a hectic verse. So we we were sitting and I was looking at these kids and they were reading these verses and they were laughing and playing and smiling while they were reciting me. And again, obviously they didn't understand what they were reading me. But for me to hear those verses and see someone reciting it like with a smile on their face and a laugh as if you don't even know the magnitude of what you're reciting. Mm. So we set out that time to say, you know what, let's start running a program within the Hivd institutions to teach this Nahu, the Sarf, this understanding, at least surface level, man. So that at least when they read a verse of Jahannam, they can say, Allah mahfadna minhu. Oh, Allah protect us from it. When they read a verse of Jannah, they can say, oh, Allah grant us this. And as they're reading, it's as if they're having a dialogue with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we started actually for two years trying to work with institutions and going into the institutions and saying, look here, this is, this is a system, this, that, and the other. But we were met up with a lot of different challenges and so on and so forth. And then we faced a point like this. We look here, we actually have to start an institution on our own. We said, look here, we didn't, we didn't plan for this, man. But this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presented us with, man. And alhamdulillah, we came together as a team and said, you know what, bismillah, let's start this journey, man, of striving towards developing huffad beyond this me- uh, mechanical memorization, man. And you know, the other day I saw a clip of uh, Nu'man Ali Khan. He was speaking in, in, his, in his Ramadan program last year. And he says that, you know, every year or everywhere around the world, there's Hufaz being pumped out in hundreds and thousands all the time. And he said, just imagine each and every one of them, as they leave with that book of Allah, they leave with the understanding of it. And when that child is reading, then what happens is, it's actually like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to them. They're having a conversation with their creator, man. They're getting this information from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine what would happen, man. And if I look at the four of us sitting around this table, the common thing between each and every one of us was that pivotal point we, we actually went to go and learn what is my Allah saying to me. Man. So, you know, this Quran institution that was established is to take that next step, man. And when I saw this clip, I, I, you know, one of the teachers sent it in the group and they said, Subhanallah, look here, may Allah make all of our huffad carriers of Quran. Because he said there's a difference between a recital of the Quran and a carrier of the Words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, man. Listening to the words, hearing the words as it, you know, affects them. And, um, you know, this is when we decided to put this institution together and say, you know, let's do this, man. And alhamdulillah, we're now a few years into it already. And already, I was uh, sharing with Mullah Irshad not too long ago, where there's this, a girl just learning a sabak at home like normal. And while she's reading a sabak, she reads, وَيَنْصُرُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ And she takes a, a screenshot and she circles it and she sends it to her mu'alima. This is a 13-year-old girl. And she sends it to Mu'alima. She says, Mu'alima, I was learning sabak and I could see here, they, three or more miles, you must now be doing the sarfa, right? They, three or more miles, are helping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. And then, oh, you know, the teacher replies, okay, well done, whatever. And this is just while she's learning a sabak at home, on her own. And alhamdulillah, you know, this, this just, it just kicks you more into overdrive to say, subhanallah, 
you know, that vision is starting Every to be realized. You're always on overdrive. <laughs> I think you live on overdrive. <laughs> that's all that coffee at the yeah, yeah. time. I think he wakes up on overdrive. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the vision, man. That look here, let's... And, and then what I start to realize was that, that pivotal moments, man. Even as a life coach, and I was telling somebody this afternoon, here comes a quote. No, no, I'm not going to... I don't know if the quote will come, we'll see. So I was telling somebody this afternoon, so I'm doing a, a, a training with a group of facilitators that are working with the, the orphans there in, in Skarpkaral. So I was telling them that you don't need so much emphasis on them taking the content, taking the content, man. Like, yeah, take the content, take the content. You need them to flip a switch, man. When they choose to receive the content, then you're not going to be able to give it fast enough. Because that youngster has that energy, that enthusiasm, that drive when they switch on and they want, man. So, you know what happens when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're going through Quran, there's that moment where you just, where things just start, you know, being different for you, man. Things just, and that was what happened for me and some of the teachers, if not all of the teachers in our institution. We went through a process like this, so we believe in it thoroughly, that it's not just the hifz of the Quran, man. It's the hifz of the Quran, plus understanding what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, plus the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu plus being in a process of, you come in the morning and you're reciting your, your orad and, you, and you're reading your ad'iyah and you're reading your du'as of protection and you're making your intention and you're immersing yourself. That I'm in a process of change, man. And then we create an environment of transformation. Yeah. And then bi'idhni Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we leave the rest in the hands of Allah. May Allah increase you and uh, preserve your institution and grant the, the students all the success, inshallah. Inshallah, we'll, we'll add the details a little later on as to how you can be supportive of this uh, beautiful institute and the Badr campaign, mashallah. And uh, naam, we pray that Allah Ta'ala keep you in overdrive Amen. for as long as it's good for you and the ummah. Amen, ya Amen. Earlier you read one of the verses about uh, Allah's favor upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being that Allah created unity in the ummah. Read that verse again. <clears throat> um, oh, that's the part that comes also with the, with the dhikr. Um, just hang on. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإن يريدوا أن يخدعوك فإن حسبك الله هو الذي أيدك بنصره وبالمؤمنين وألف بين قلوبهم لو أنفقت ما في الأرض جميعا ما ألفت بين قلوبهم ولكن الله ألف بينهم إنه عزيز حكيم يا أيها النبي حسبك الله ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيلين to deceive you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, meaning the enemies of Islam. فَإِنَّ حَسْبَكَ اللَّهِ Then Allah is enough for you. هُوَ الَّذِي أَيَّدَكَ بِنَصْرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that aided you with his special help. وَبِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ And Allah aided you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with the believers. وَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ And Allah united their hearts, the hearts of the believers. لو, to the sahaba. 
لو أنفقت ما في الأرض جميعا Even if you had spent everything in the world ما ألفت بين قلوبهم You wouldn't be able to unite them when you on your own ولكن الله ألف بينهم But Allah united them إنه عزيز حكيم Certainly he is the almighty the most wise يا أيها النبي حسبك الله أو Prophet Allah is enough for you يا أيها النبي حسبك الله أو Prophet Allah is enough for you ومن اتبعك من المؤمنين And he is enough for all of those who follow you from the believers سبحان الله For me these verses are so profound Jeez, did he? Just, just uh, before we go into that, I mean, there's some lessons that I want to derive from it, uh, more than just going into to the historical aspects of it. This idea of of unity, it's extremely important. And um, firstly, there is a there is a uh, there's something special in it that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is speaking to Rasulullah sallallahu It's actually Allah like a conversation between Allah and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Allah tells Rasulullah sallallahu that he helped, that Allah helped Rasulullah sallallahu against the disbelievers with his special help. And in no. addition to his special help, Allah helped Rasulullah sallallahu with Allah. the believers. Meaning, Allah could have said, he helped you with your companions. But the word al-mu'minun is more general than that. So it, it gives us an objective. It gives us a, a you know, a, Uh, a, descript- a job description almost. We are believers, inshallah. Amen. Right? Actually, we have conviction that we are believers. Amen. And if we are believers, then we are supposed to be an aid to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa What about him? Everything about him. His mission, his person, his lifestyle, everything about him sallallahu alayhi wa And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that it's al- not just are the believers a help for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa But the believers are helpful Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that they are united as well. And that unitedness that they have, that unity that they have, it's also a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this unity as a special thing. Something that you can't just, um, something that you can't just, uh, you, you can't just manufacture out of your own. But if you as human beings want to have unity amongst yourselves, You have to turn to Allah. Allah is the one that places unity in your heart. And it's only actually through the purification of ourselves and connecting ourselves to Allah that we'll become connected to each other. But as long as we as Muslims don't connect ourselves to Allah, we're not turning to Allah to be the source of that unity. We'll never ever attain it. And that's because a believer, he's supposed to, his whole worldview is supposed to be theocentric. His whole worldview, everything in his life is supposed to be centered around Allah. When he gets that Qibla right, when he gets that direction right, when all Muslims individually get that direction right, they'll all be traveling in the same direction. But the moment you take Allah out of first place, everybody will have a different thing in first place. And then they become divergent. Their hearts, their hearts disunite. And so, You know, Allah speaks about this unity as a divine favor. How we want unity. Can we manufacture it? We can't manufacture it directly on our own. But we can encourage it by, by placing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first. By encouraging that others place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first. We still think that yeah. unity is having Eid with Makkah or without no, having no. fasting with Arafah. That's our, that's our main concerns with unity. Still. Our main concern about unity should be 
am I making a decision based on my ego? Mm. Right? Based on attaining some material thing for myself? Based on making myself feel better? Or am I doing what I'm doing simply to please Allah? Mm. And, yeah. if, and if all of us can get to that point, then our hearts will be united. We'll be able to prioritize correctly. We'll be able to know when to say, look, I am right maybe. I do view my opinion to be right. But you know what? Allah is not going to be pleased with me forcing my action on my own opinion. Allah has a better objective over here. Mm. And I just think, you know, those, the, the way Allah speaks about that unity, it's like Allah tells Rasulullah, you, greatest creation that ever existed. You know, heart that's so pure that everybody loves you. You know, even those that disbelieve in you, they still recognize your virtue. Even if you spent everything in the world, you wouldn't be able to unite the hearts of these people, these Arabs. But Allah, He can do it. And He did it. So, you know, I think it's something important, man, the Ummah. We, we have to have this objective of unity, man. And we have to is recognize that, that this objective can only come from us being sincere, true to Allah. An additional point, uh, to what you're saying is in other verse also further emphasizes that point man mm. that the will come when it's yeah. hold on fast like all of you together hold on fast together means united yeah. but don't just hold on fast together because it's not going to happen unless it's with mm. the rope of Allah mm. that's where you're going to hold on fast to you know yeah so inshallah but Allah, you know what I think where it starts is something we must acknowledge to each other that we love each other mm. and that we I love have good you, Allah. Allah, Allah love you and I love you all for the sake of Allah as well and uh, we to be honest with you whoever is listening to the sincerity I love you as well even if nobody ever told you in your life that, you, that uh, they love you I love you even if, even if I don't know you no. if I meet you I will love and you and the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu encouraged us to tell one another and confess and say I love you وحبكم في الله and the response mm-hmm. is May the one for whose sake you love me, may that one love you. Men don't like to say I love you. No? You know that. Yeah. Uh, the other oh, was, men are very uncomfortable with saying I love you. The, the funny and thing is, okay. okay. and, okay. and, okay. and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay, guys. If you never told anybody in your life that you love them, it's fine. Even nah. if you didn't tell you, no, 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 hang on. Because um, it's part of the process, man. It's part of the process. A man will take very, very long to come to a point where he will tell you, check it here, I love you. You're going to tell him it's okay. He's I, never going to come to that point. Look here, I don't believe no. that's Mullah Salim. Now, you know what happened no. earlier? Like, just so, like maybe quarter to ten. So, <laughs> he phones me, man. I answer the phone. I'm like, Assalamualaikum Mullah. He say, Waalaikum Salam, Habibi. How can I help you? I tell him, Mullah, you phoned me. He say, is it? Subhanallah. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I tell him, <laughs> Men are scared they're going to sound like Michael Jackson if they're going to say I no, love you. I, that's a big problem in society. Like, that is a huge problem in society. Like, firstly, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu when one of you loves his brother, then he should tell him that he loves him. But again, this is like, okay, it's going to take us on a whole big drift over here. I was talking about it on the other night. You don't have to go on a whole drift to give us the khulasa. The thing is, man, our world oftentimes focuses because of its hedonistic nature it's like because of focus its on pleasure and and, and because of its what hedonistic, hedonistic. 
hedonism is like all about pleasure and yeah. just oh, okay. nafsi nafsi right. type of thing and our society generally now like in the western world is very hedonistic it's focused on pleasure right and um, and attaining pleasure and stuff like that so <clears throat> in light of that our society whenever we speak of love the default is romantic love or sexual love no and that's why men can't tell other men i love you mm. because it sounds like hey mm. But um, but to us it's not that. There's many types of love. There's 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 many types of love, and actually, the love that we speak about normally is a love that transcends that. Mm. You know, um, when I tell my wife, okay, you know, when a male I don't want to personalize, but like if a male tells a, a woman that he's married to, I love you, it doesn't mean now I want to sleep with you. Yeah. It means something more than that. Sometimes it might. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is for us as Muslims, man, no matter who you're saying it to, it mm. means that, you know what? We are connected to the same divine. Mm. Mm. And can, all that matters can, to me, and all that, you know, my appreciation of life, my life, my mm. existence stems from this beloved of mine that is Allah. Mm. And I mean, everything that he loves, I love. We we also, in our own little circles and cultures, no, we also are scared of that in a sense. That's why you always hear somebody say, oh, I buka. Fillah, or I love you. Even if they translate it, then they will say, I love you for the sake of Allah. Mm. And that the, the second part is a given, man. Mm. You know? But you you feel like you have to say it. Yeah. Because if you don't say it, yeah, yeah. then it's like, yeah, maybe bro, I don't swing that way. No, no. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, uh, we must get over that, man. Mm. Because it's not normal in the English language to speak like that. You just say, yeah. I love you. You know? You know and, 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 the, and as much as you say, like, we're averse to saying it, no? Like with my experience with the youth camps and stuff, so we have like maybe even 60, 80 kids on a camp, like uh, guys only. And then, you know, day one is never the day where we kind of we kind of cover this type of topic. But then after day two, day three, and you teach them how to express love to one another, then the guys is all my bro. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And like you know, it's just we we, we you are able to man, to mm. put something over, and then. How much you see them say those things, you realize how much they actually want to say it and express it. Like you actually want That's to express your love. Need, people need to love and they need love. Exactly. But now, we, now we, what I'm saying all is... All you need is love. <laughs> Not all maybe, but you do need it. That's a song. How does it sound? Simon will sing it for you. No, I mean... Love is in the air. You can do that in the, op- <laughs> the, post, the, in the post-Ramadan <laughs> podcast. But uh, my point is that we should encourage it, man. And it can mm. be, it can be encouraged, and in a short space of time, when we start mm. changing the conversation, and then and I think you know this is that aspect of society is one of the problems that actually leads to identity crises, and yes. so so when a male realizes that he loves another male, he doesn't really want to do anything weird with the person, yeah, but he doesn't know any other. So kind for of him, love it's really. like then it must mean that I'm homosexual and that I want a relationship yeah. with this person, yeah. when all it was is actually his best friend. Yeah, that he really wow, didn't he ruin that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean. Ajib. Yeah. But know, it's, it's uh, probably, we need to normalize various types of love. You know, Malab Razak from, uh, from Darun Naim, whenever I would greet him, na, I don't know if this was your own experience, like somehow you, you, you greet him by the machine, you may be walking out, whatever, he'd like hold my hand, man. And then like, you know, like you just, you feel embraced, but like in a, with so much love that, you, you can't even like you, you know this but I like yeah that's a, that's another level if you must go hold somebody's hand yeah, it's like out of the blue yeah, a but man's you know, hand in, in, you in, love in the Arab world culture also in the Arab world no yes problem. I know which yes. generally has much higher levels of t- testosterone than western countries mm. on average um, 
be Mel's old hands. It's normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying like for it's us, it's funny, something it's weird. It's a funny one. Uh, look, uh, I, I have, okay, I'm not going to say, but there's, there's this person, an older lady man, mm. who came back from Hajiman and she was like, duck serious, she tells her family, look, uh, there's a lot of movies in Makana. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, how, how do you come in this? No, all over the men are holding hands and they're kissing each other and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so you're laughing as crap because the thing is, that's all that our culture knows, man. Like, mm. if two men are holding hands and swinging their hand and walking in the road, they must be gay, mm. you know? Whereas there, it's, it's like normal. normal. It's like, it's oh, not gay at all. But look, yeah, I, I draw the line when I see two men kissing each other on the lips, no? Just no, out of brotherly love. No, and that never happens, man. That I happened. Never I've seen it. Nah, man. I've really. seen it. Nah, <laughs> I don't know where you're looking at this brotherly love stuff. <laughs> I never saw that. Yeah, no. If, if that was happening to me, I, yo, I don't know how I'll react. Milk is usually that side side thing. Yeah. yeah, there's some weird ones, no? Like Maybe 11, 11 times on the one side or touching the nose or so. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you're looking. <laughs> some, okay, you, okay. No, but really, there's like no, there's zero yeah, yeah. sexual connotation. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you, 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 different cultures. Yeah, like mm. Somali, Somali culture as well. Somali culture as well. We go to a scholar, kiss somebody, kiss him on the forehead or something like that. It's not like weird at all. And, and and actually, when you have that, it just, it, it brings you so much confidence and so much self-worth. And Don't play footy-footy with me under the table. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? That's Ahmad is talking to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah nah, like so it's important. I'm just, you, you're speaking about the love now, nah, and, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving man this ability to love and, and must love and be loved. And like Allah's assistance that He sent for the people of Badr, and then uh, yeah, almost in the middle of Surah Tawbah, there's another battle that is referenced. Man, لقد نصركم الله في مواطن كثيرة ويوم حنين. Can can I? There's a lot of. I, I know you're gonna go stuff. there now, no? No, but just but okay. but in Tawbah we still on the love, mm. man. You know the Prophet Sallallahu love for us, man. Allah. Yo, read that verse, please, man, from Surah Tawbah. Okay, so we jump forward. Okay, can I can I go back because there's the, the, okay, the, yes, the three categories yes, here, man. Yes. So we can't really explain this last one related to this last one without saying all the the other I, two I, categories. I make sure that all of you get a friend like my friend <clears throat> Molina Salim. Seriously, well, I can just say you know that verse where Allah speaks about um, uh, the Prophet's love for us, and then He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's no, a friend. Came in the comments earlier. That's on, a friend that you there. must get, inshallah. Allah grant us friends Allah like that. Aminum. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم والسابقون الأولون من المهاجرين والأنصار والذين اتبعوهم بإحسان رضي الله عنهم رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه وأعد لهم جنات وأعد لهم جنات تجري تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها أبدا ذلك الفوز العظيم وَمِمَّنْ حَوْلَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَعْرَابِ مُنَافِقُونَ وَمِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ 
مردوا على النفاق لا تعلمهم نحن نعلمهم سنعذبهم مرتين ثم يردون إلى عذاب عظيم وآخرون اعترفوا بذنوبهم خلطوا عملا صالحا وآخر سيئا عسى الله أن يتوب عليهم عسى الله أن يتوب عليهم إن الله غفور رحيم خذ من أموالهم صدقة تطهرهم وتزكيهم بها وصل عليهم إن صلاتك سكن لهم والله سميع عليم صدق الله العظيم Three groups of people being referenced here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first speaks about the 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 cream of the crop as-sabiqoon al-awwalun the first the first most hard working most giving of themselves pioneers uh, of the muhajirun those that made hijrah from makkah to madina and the ansar the helpers that were in madina that hosted and 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 welcomed those that uh, came from the hijrah walladhina tabauhum bi ihsan and all of those that will follow them in a good way firstly referring to the tabi'in uh, and the tabi'i tabi'in those first three generations but then in a general sense everybody that will follow in the footsteps of the muhajirun and the ansar that will adopt their qualities that will do what they did Allah is pleased with them they are pleased with the reward that they will get from Allah Allah had prepared jannah and gardens for them uh, and that is the greatest success may Allah ta'ala grant us all that reward Amin. first category the uh, cream of the crop opposite to them uh, around them says Allah they are the hypocrites. Uh, they were people that were uh, they maradu ala nifaq. They were like del. They were they were stuck in this hypocrisy. Uh, you don't know them, but we Allah knows exactly who they are. And then Allah says they will receive a double punishment, and then they will be given a a, a punishment, a great punishment of the hellfire. And uh, you know we hope that Allah Taala definitely protects us from ever being of these people that harbors this type of nifaq and any type of yeah. nifaq. In fact. But uh, these would be the worst kind. And then the third group, and uh, this would probably be us. Uh, there are others that they admit their sins. They they admit, they confess their sins. They know they are sinners. Uh, and what is the nature of what their nature is? Allah says, they, It's like they mix up their good deeds and their bad deeds. So that would essentially be like, uh, this time of the year, it's Ramadan time now, so you know we we're not doing any bad deeds. Allah uh, gives us uh, a chance to make tawbah. We turn towards Him and we try to reform ourselves. And Ramadan goes, and we fall back into sin, and you know we feel bad about it. And then we turn back to Allah to forgive us again, and then we try to become better, but then we fall back into sin again. And then we ask Allah to give us tawbah. Then we fall back into sin again, and we bitter ourselves a little bit. And it, you know it's this idea. Perhaps it is that Allah will grant them a true, complete tawbah. And this is what they are constantly hoping for. Despite all those defects and deficiencies and sin and, and, and perpetual sin or habitual sin, whatever it might be. But they know that they are 
falling short and they know that they are wronging Allah and they are constantly trying to better themselves for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah ghafoorur rahim. Indeed, Allah is oft forgiving and most merciful. And this is the ayah that was, uh, the brother asked us to, 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 to mention. Uh, it's ayah number 103. So Allah instructs the Prophet sallallahu Take from their wealth uh, a sadaqah. Take a charity from amongst their wealth, except uh, not on your personal behalf, but if they bring any sadaqah forward, then accept that sadaqah. And what is the purpose of it? Tutahiruhum wa tuzakihim biha. It will be a purification for them, uh, and uh, like a, a physical purification, mm. and it will yeah, be I think a, it's profound to say translate that literally. Tutahiruhum bi. You will, Muhammad will clean them, will oh. purify them, and then tuzaki is the the and the, you will the make the through it. Yeah. The spiritual purification. So there's an idea here of physical wealth bringing about physical and uh, spiritual purification, and then Allah says to him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wa salli alayhim You make salawat for them You make salawat on them You uh, send blessings and make dua for them And the next portion Inna salataka sakanul lahum Indeed your salawat is a means of tranquility for them And the most beautiful thing here Subhanallah the idea of salawat uh, uh, Scholars have these basically two opinions regarding this Is that you, you making dua for them will be a means of tranquility for them. And other scholars tell us that them making salawat is a means of tranquility mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Them making salawat on you is a means of tranquility for them. Subhanallah. Wallahu uh, sami'un alim. And Allah is all hearing and all knowledgeable. We should even probably connect the next verse as well. Alam ya'lamu. Don't they know? Allah you still didn't read the ayah. Huwa yaqabalu tawbah. Azizun alayhi ma'anittum. No, that's at the end of the surah, man. Yeah, but that's what I was referring to. I was, look at these three verses before that. That I must translate and then we can go on, inshallah. But finish this one. Alam ya'alamu, don't they know anna allaha huwa yaqbalu tawbata an ibadi. Don't they know that Allah is the one that accepts the tawbah, that accepts the repentance from his slave? Make tawbah, my dear brothers and sisters. Right now, where you're sitting, make tawbah. Oh Allah, we sorry. Oh Allah, we are sorry. We are so sorry, Allah, for turning away from you, from for ignoring you. sadaqat, and He Allah he accepts. He takes uh, charity. Give, give, give in this month of Ramadan, whatever you can, however you can, to whomever you can, give. rahim. And do they also not know that Allah is the oft repenting, oft or oft to repent or oft to repentance. accept repentance, oft to grant. Uh, repentance to his slaves uh, Ar-Rahim And he is Most uh, And absolutely merciful Subhanallah Why you put to, it Coming back on it I want to just say Wait read it I, I read it So you oh, were You were the MC eh? You were the MC So you called me up And I was talking About those verses okay. Regarding Aitalak right And I prepped Those verses With Mullah Irshad so is for that talk, really? I don't know if you remember. No, I don't remember. I still asked Mullah, Mullah, I'm preparing, I must do this talk tomorrow. Don't think no to the students. So I asked, let me, let me give you the tough series that I got around this. So I asked Mullah Irshad, look here, but now when I come to Haita, like, how am I going to translate this, man? Mullah Irshad told me, look here, man. The best I can give you is, is your nanas. Astaghfirullah. Now, just so, just let everybody know, 
That is what Zulaiha... How can you say that on the podcast, man? La hawla wa la kuwaita. Listen, wait, wait, wait. If you got it, you got it. If you didn't, come out, you can't explain anymore. Wait, 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 wait. No, put it back then. Yeah, again, okay. I'm going to read it. Almost 10 years ago, I attended a symposium and Zakaria called Hafid Ahmed after the podcast, the podium, with the word hater. Like, the words hater, it's hater, and then laka, right? It just means come here. I know, but it doesn't context. intrinsically. Wait, wait! <laughs> it doesn't intrinsically have any sensual connotation to it. It just no, means come here. We only know it from one context. You right? guys only know look from here, one context. Playing, yeah. Look here, we're it, playing yeah. around with it. Obviously, this evening, simply because we're discussing this topic of being uncomfortable <laughs> saying certain things. But now, Zakaria is hundred percent correct. How could you look tell them that, man? Look here, because it's true. That is what Sulaiha said to yeah. Nabi Yusuf. Like, she locked the like, door and she's like, like mean, can mean to somebody like, yeah, come here." Yes, 100%. But it can also mean like, yeah, you know... But in the context yeah. of Surah Yusuf, she locks the door, she's alone with no, him. No, then means she's like, like you know... Here. Yeah, that means like, in. come here. So I was trying to huh? get a, a, a tafsir for that or a way to explain again, that. Say that again, say that again, yeah? No, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I heard your bedroom voice there. No, so... <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> not just, but well, anyways, yeah, so the word doesn't actually necessarily have sensual connotation. Yes. I was just calling him and also making a pun to... And you know, obviously context is important yeah. and that's that's the lesson at the world. And I also love him. Anyway, so um yeah, I have to I have to translate this. We can just for I know we're running also anyway, doesn't matter. I'll just translate the verses and we can move on, inshallah. So one, two, three verses, and then after the third one is your ayah that you it's also at the end of Surah Tawbah. So I'll be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this verse number 111 from Surah Tawbah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah ashtara min al mu'minina and fusahum wa amwalahum bi anna lahumul jannah. Subhanallah. You know, now, I just have to mention this. Man. Even with this whole, this whole Badr campaign, we're running this campaign for like a while now. And every person I spoke to, I told them, Wallahi, I feel like I'm bringing you an opportunity. And when even institution or a service of Islam or anything, not only this institution, anything, anything comes to you and requests and it's in the service of Islam, know that that is Allah presenting an opportunity in front of you. And then look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about a purchase, a trade, right? Give something, get something in return. A trade, a purchase. Inna Allah ashtara. Allah has purchased min al-mu'minina from the believers anfusahum, their lives wa amwalahum and their wealth. Bi anna lahumul jannah and in return for them is jannah. Yuqatiluna fi sabilillah. They fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They fight and they kill in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are killed in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is a promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a promise that is true This promise stretches beyond the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was always that give your life and your wealth, yourself and what you own in the sake of, in the, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in return for that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you Jannah. The, the commodity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is expensive. We want that Jannah, that everlasting pleasure. We must give in order to get that. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ أَوْفَى بِعَهْدِهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ Who is there that's going to fulfill a promise for you better than what Allah will fulfill a promise? فَاسْتَبْشِرُوا بِبَيْعِكُمُ الَّذِي بَيْعَتُمْ بِهِ So if you are giving of your life, if you are giving of your time, if you are giving of your wealth, Allah says, فَاسْتَبْشِرُوا So celebrate and take this glad tidings and rejoice 
purchase that you've made. You know, somebody gets a quite quite a good deal. You tell them, yo, slamat, nah, class or whatever. And you celebrate the whole thing and people's happy about it and forth and whatever. Or you purchase a house or you make this, that and the other. But when there's such a purchase that Allah speaks of in terms of what you've given in this world and what you're going to get in the akhirah, how much do we really rejoice? How much do we celebrate? How much do we acknowledge of that? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ That's the great success. When we use what Allah has given us in this world to earn our place in the, in the year after. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, next verse, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ Oh, you believe, have taqwa in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ and, and be with those who are, those who are truthful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep me in good company like yourselves, brothers. Amen. And all Amen. of us in good company. Good company. Amen. 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 And then my last one that I wanted to translate. How many verses? Last you one, said two three. verses. I said three and then your verse. Okay. But this brings you to your verse. So okay, Bismillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا مَا أُنزِلَتْ سُورَةٌ نَظَرَ بَعْضُهُمْ إِلَى بَعْضٍ هَلْ يَرَاكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ ثُمَّ صَرَفُوا صَرَفُوا اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَفْقَوْنَ There's a, a lot of discussion around the verse, but the essence is that they were the kufar, some of the kufar used to come and actually listen to the kalam of Rasulullah They were drawn to listen to it, right? They would come there and they would listen. Still it is. And now there's one kafir there listening. And then do you see another kafir who's standing there listening? And they'd see each other, then they find each other, and then they ask, هَلْ يَرَاكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ Did anybody see you here? ثُمَّ صَرَفُوا Then they turn away. So they were there. They were listening to the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then they turned away. Listen what Allah says. صَرَفَ اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turned their hearts away. بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ Because they are people that don't, they don't, they don't think, they don't use their, their intellect. Now, it's important for us to take the message from this verse specifically. How much times are we hearing the kalam of Allah? How much times are we listening to the ayat of Allah? How much chumuahs do we go to? How much lectures do we listen to? How much WhatsApp statuses do we see with all this ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we know we've heard, man? And then what do we choose to do after that? Do we choose to just turn away from those messages as if we never heard it? Or do we choose to turn towards it and try to adjust our lives day by day, piece by piece, till we improve our lives till the day we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? May Allah grant us to hear these words and may it enter into our hearts. Amen. And through entering into our hearts, Amen. may Allah grant it to enter into our lives. Amen. 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 لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف الرحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكل وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ صدق الله العظيم لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم Most certainly a messenger has come to you from amongst yourselves عزيز عليه ما عنتم Whatever causes you harm is very difficult for him صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking here about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's concern and love for us. Azizun alayhi ma'anitum. 
Harisun alaykum. He's extremely desirous for that which benefits you. Rasulullah is desirous of that which benefits us. Bil mu'minina ra'ufun. Harisun alaykum. Harisun alaykum. I said that. Bil mu'minina ra'ufun rahim. And to the believers, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is like hyperbolically compassionate. He's like compassionate to the nth degree. Rahimun. And he is extremely merciful. Now, you know, if we just make those words definite, Ar-Ra'uf, Ar-Rahim, the names of Allah. Right? And Rasulullah is like the, the, the human expression of that compassion and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. actions or doing what he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We're supposed to try and mimic his states also. And, you know, if we hear that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was so compassionate, so merciful, and like loving in that, doesn't it teach us how we are supposed mm, to mm. be towards other people? We must have the even, same figure. Yeah, even when they differ with us, even when we disagree with them, yeah, even if they fight with us, yeah, you know what? you fighting with me now. I want, I don't want you to be punished. Yeah, I, even if I think I'm right and I think you're wrong, mm. I don't want you to, to, to line up in a bad situation. And you know, Nabi Sallallahu knew he was right and he knew they were wrong. You're saying, I think I'm right and I think you're wrong. Nabi Sallallahu knew he was right mm. and knew they were wrong, but he still would go. I mean, look at his uncle in the night when, 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 when his uncle said, you know what, whoever's knocking on my door this time of the night in these conditions must be so desperate for something. I'm going to give him whatever they ask. And he's there, the same uncle that... Mm. Plots to kill him and hurt him and harm him and everything, and then he returns with what? Mm. Except the kalima. Subhanallah. Yeah, I mean, this context is specific, like to the believers. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm highlighting that idea, man. Oftentimes, we're all Muslims, but we think so bad of each other. Man. Like, we we can say we love each other and whatever, but we sometimes we try to get with this one upmanship and whatever. We actually supposed to love each other. Like, we're actually supposed to think good of each other and want good for each other. It's, it's like, yeah. Now, okay, guys, we're going to need to wrap up uh, already. Ahmad, just quickly, uh, one minute, uh, just tell us about your budget campaign and how people can reach out to you, inshallah. We've got your details. I sent it in the, uh, in the various comment sections of all the platforms so people can see the banking details as well as the pledged form. But if there's anything else that you wish to say about it, bismillah. Um, just I would strongly encourage everybody to, to, you know, support and be part of the part of the mission, part of the journey. Subhanallah. I was telling someone earlier this whole Badr thing get you to think along all those themes, and there were those who went out and fought the battles, and there's those who actually sponsored the battles and facilitated for more good and more khair and those particular things, and there's those who serve Islam through using the knowledge and whatever Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given him in that sphere of things, and then there's those who Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given. Uh, you know, rizq and businesses and where would Islam be without the business of Khadija Radlana, Abu Bakr Radlana, bin Auf the likes. So I encourage everybody that you are as much part of this journey as we are. You are as important to this mission as we are. We're looking for the community to come together 
and you know contribute on a monthly basis. That's why we have our debit uh, order pledge form there, albeit uh, a lot of littles that we gather. It forms a stability for the institution to thrive and to continue to build, inshallah ta'ala. And then uh, also it's the month of Ramadan, whatever you do have in terms of your zakah, your sadaqah, whatever it may be, um, to give that towards the, uh, the organization and it will most definitely certainly be used in the service of kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making that relevant in the lives of our youth, bi'idni Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I strongly encourage everybody to uh, to assist us inshallah. I mean, Ya Rabbi, Allah ta'ala take you to all the successes in the world and in the world you're after. I mean, Sheikh Salim, you're going to end us off with, with that puji that you spoke about earlier on? We had this whole thing planned. I don't tell him about it. No, I forgot now. I leave it for tomorrow. Ba'd al-witr. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing on that last ayah there, man. Harisun alaykum bil mu'minina ra'ufur rahim. Allah grant us the idea that he, The idea that he had that concern, yeah. but besides the concern, he always had the best way to bring about that concern, man. Like, I mean, today you... You as a daddy, you have a concern for your child. I mean, uh, yeah, you, me, we have concerns for our children. And I, 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 I need, you must get up for Fajr, man. Example. But I don't know how to say that in a nice way. <laughs> so you know what I mean? And that's most not dad, what dad is all about. We, 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 we want to get the job done. But you don't do it in the right way, man. So your key and concern. <laughs> what <because, laughs> what Now nah, I'm buzzing, on, I'm buzzing <laughs> on this key and concern, man. Yeah. The fact that Nabi Sallallahu had the greatest key and concern and he executed it in the best manner, man. And this is where we, where we as the weaklings fall on the wayside, man. We have that con- key and concern for our brother. Mm. That chick it here, I think I'm right and I think you're wrong, but I don't know how to tell it to you in the right way. So it ends up that we're now fighting and rolling my car. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's not that there's a hatred or it's anything. It's a genuine concern mm. from both sides. Good point. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. But because there's yeah. lack of expression in the right way, Mm. It causes the opposite effect, man. May Allah grant us that key and concern and the execution thereof. Amen. That's the dua. I have the whole thing planned out now, no? and, and you just don't want to give it to me. I, I want you to tell them about Puji. how these one. سبحان الملك القدوس سبحان الملك القدوس سبحان الملك القدوس سبوح قدوس ربنا ورب الملائكة والروح so that particular puji is actually, at least part of it, is actually from the sunnah for that time. But not just in Ramadan, every night of the year. But after we finish with salah, you read Subhan al-Malik al-Quddus. And even in the way, kind of, in the way that we recite it, because it's, it's three times, then on the third time, the sunnah actually says to pull it. Right? To pull it. And they do pull it on the third time, yeah. which is quite interesting. 
And I love when this happens when when you you know when you have like a sunnah that ties in with with the cultural practice that's like that goes cultural aspects would derive from the sunnah. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about this very, very literal ones. Some of the cultural practices from the Sunnah, you have to qualify that. I'm saying a lot yeah. of our cultural Islamic practices yeah. are from the Sunnah. But this one is like really special because in Ramadan you get to do it to me in a in a in a lagu type of style. Also, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, Naam, Dua, Sheikh Ahmed, Bismillah. Where's the the explanation here of the of the puji? Next time, inshallah, we're late. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه الطاهرين الله يا الله يا حيوم يا قيوم يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والكرام يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا من قال لعباده إني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان اللهم استجب دعاءنا اللهم استجب دعاءنا اللهم استجب دعاءنا اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وأعيننا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تغفي الصدور برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعل القرآن لنا في الدنيا قرينا وفي القبر مؤنسا وعلى الصراط نورا وإلى الجنة رفيقا وإلى الخيرات كلها دليلا وإماما اللهم نور قلوبنا بالإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا يا الله من الراشدين الله يا الله والله يقول أنت يوان this evening and this night this month of Ramadan in this blessed month this month that you have granted us this month of the Quran the Quran which you have given us the Quran which you have given as a guide to us as a light to us this Qur'an that you have granted us, Ya Allah, to be a means of guidance, to be a means of nur, to be a means of purification. We ask you, Ya Allah, to connect us to your holy book. We ask you, Ya Allah, to connect us to this Qur'an. We ask you, Ya Allah, to connect our hearts to this Qur'an. Amen. We ask you, Ya Allah, to connect our offspring to this Qur'an. Amen. We ask you, Ya Allah, to connect our children, our youth, and this ummah to this Qur'an. Amen. We ask you, Ya Allah, to make this Qur'an the axis of our lives. Amen. We ask you, Ya Allah, to make this Qur'an the distinguishing factor in the way we make our decisions. We ask Amen. you, Ya Allah, to make this Qur'an the guide for every aspect of how we plan our lives, Amen. every aspect of how we plan our days. We ask you, Ya Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to grant us to be of those who you mention in this book, who you mention in this Qur'an, or be of those who are successful. Amen. Simply because we connect to this Qur'an, because we try and follow this Qur'an, we ask you, Ya Allah, to make this Qur'an a light in our lives. We ask you, Ya Allah, to make it a guide for us. We ask you, Ya Allah, to grant us the love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Such a love that earns us his love. Such a love that earns us the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, we ask you, in this blessed month of Ramadan, in this month in which your mercy, your forgiveness, and your freeing slaves from the fire of Jahannam, to grant us your mercy, Ya Allah, to grant us your forgiveness, to free our necks from the fire of Jahannam, that of our families. Allah, we ask you for all of those that have passed on, to put nur in the qubur, we ask you, Ya Allah, for all of those that have passed on to grant them the highest places in Jannah. Amen. And for those of us who are still alive, we ask you, Ya Allah, to grant our lives to be lives that is that will count for us on the day of Qiyamah. We Amen. ask you, Ya Allah, to grant us lives that is only an increase in good. Amen. We ask you, Ya Allah, to grant us lives that lead up to an ending that is a beautiful ending. Amen. We ask you, Ya Allah, to grant us a beautiful ending to this Amen. world and a beautiful transition over to the year after. 
and a beautiful entrance with those into Jannah. O Allah, grant our ears to hear the malaikas greet us by the doors of Jannah, saying, Salamun alaykum tibatum, that peace be upon you, you have done well, fadukhuluha khalideen, and you may enter into it forever. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't deprive us of your mercy. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't deprive us of your love. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not cause us through our weaknesses to find ourselves in destruction. Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us strength, grant us stability. Amen. Allah, we have lots of intentions, we have lots of things we are trying, we have lots of areas that we want to improve and over and over we feel overwhelmed and we continue to give up, ya Allah, but guide us. Allah, bring us to the straight path. Allah, guide us to the straight path. Allah, connect us on the straight path. Allah, grant us consistency on the straight path. Amen. Grant us to live on the straight path. Grant us to die on the straight path. Amen. Allah, so much times we have all these intentions, we don't know how, we don't know when to start, we don't know where, but let it be that this evening is a start for us, Ya Allah, on a journey that only draws us closer and closer to you, Ya Allah. Allah, every time we slip, bring us back, Ya Allah. Every time we forget, remind us, Ya Allah. Every time we fall, lift us up, Ya Allah. Every time we are misguided, guide us, Ya Allah. And grant us to be of those who meet Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this world through our dreams. May we see him, Ya Allah. May we meet him on the day of Qiyamah, may we drink from his blessed hands in such a way that we never ever experience thirst ever again. May we meet him with a smile on our faces, Ya Allah. Proud to say we served your team. Proud to say we continued your mission. Proud to say we strove in your path, following you. In every aspect, Tahiran wa Batin, and outwardly and inwardly. Oh Allah, grant the Sunnah to reflect on us, Ya Allah. Grant the Sunnah to be on our actions. Grant the Sunnah to be in our hearts. Grant the Sunnah to be in the way we think. Grant the Sunnah to be in the way... We see others grant the sunnah in every area of our lives, Ya Allah. And through that, grant us success in this world and the year after. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unite us, Ummah. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unite us as a Ummah. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, grant us Ummah, it's honor back, Ya Allah. Grant us Ummah, it's honor back, Ya Allah. Guide our youth, grant them steadfastness. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on this evening, do not be of those whose, let us not be of those whose du'as are turned away, Ya Allah. Accept our du'as. Accept us on this night, accept us in this month, and grant us success in this world and the year after. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-Nabi Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, grant our parents long lives, Ya Allah. Amen. Grant them khair, grant them goodness. And for all of our parents that have passed on, grant them the highest places in Jannah. Oh Allah, grant us to honor our parents, Ya Allah. Amen. Grant us to respect our parents, Ya Allah. Grant us to give our parents the rank that they deserve within our lives, Ya Allah. Grant us to honor and respect our teachers. And grant us to be of those who, Ya Allah, through that, showing the mercy to our parents and connecting to our parents that we receive your mercy, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Fadlika da'wan fiya subhanakallahumma wa tahiyyatum fiya salam. وآخر دعوان الحمد لله جزاكم الله خيرا everyone and uh, inshallah let us meet again on Monday night inshallah السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته